Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining Be Free Ministries 2017 Summer Gathering. I am so excited about this vision that the Lord has given us to have a revival for this year's summer gathering. For those of you who have attended the summer gathering in the past, we usually meet face-to-face and share the word of God, worship together, fellowship together, love on each other. But the Lord said it was okay because I I thought about not even having a summer gathering, but the Lord gave me the okay to have an online summer gathering, and I'm really excited about it. It's something new um, that I have never experienced before, but I'm thankful for this time of fellowship. I'm thankful for this time of revival, and I thank God for this time of doing a new thing in my life, in your life, in the life of our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. I'm so excited for all that God is going to do for us on this weekend. I'm so excited about the speakers that we'll be bringing for the Word of God. I'm excited about the healing and the deliverance that will take place right in your home, right in your car, right in your office, wherever you may be at this time of hearing the Word of God. God's Word will meet you right where you are. Hallelujah. And I'm excited excited about it. Like, I am so giddy excited about it. I got dressed like I was really going out, you know, to a revival because I am just have my cup set before the Lord. My heart is open and I'm I'm so ready to receive what the Lord wants to do on tonight and on this weekend. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I encourage you to Text message your family members, your friends, your sisters and brothers in the Lord. Let them know that we are on the air tonight. They can call in at two at nine two nine four seven seven one two zero nine, or they can listen in online at blogtalkradio.com slash bsmnc live. Hallelujah! And so I'm going to go ahead and have a word of prayer. And then we're going to get right into the word on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for our work day, Father God, our rest day, our school day, Father God, whatever we did today, God, thank you that we made it through this day. Hallelujah, God. Thank you that the enemy did not triumph over us, God. Thank you that this was a victorious day. Hallelujah. Thank you that this was a a day of victory, Father God, a day of peace, a day of joy, a day of productivity. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for all that you allowed us to accomplish in this day. Hallelujah, God. And now we come before you, Father God, during this summer gathering revival. God, the theme you gave us is Holy Ghost revival, back to basics. God, thank you for that theme. God, thank you for all that you're going to speak tonight and throughout this weekend. God, thank you for the deliverance that will take place. Hallelujah. For the healing that will take place. Hallelujah, God. For the shedding off the dead skin. Hallelujah, God. For shedding off the old man. Hallelujah, God. And the newness that will come forth through this night, through this weekend. God, we thank you, Father God, that you make all things new. Hallelujah, God. God, set us a new mind, Father God, a new heart. Hallelujah. A new way of thinking, a new way of talking, God, a new way of walking, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Get to every place within us, Father God, that needs your touch, that needs your love, that needs your healing, Father God. Meet us at the point of that need right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
God, and do what you want to do tonight in us, God, through us, God, for us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, our hearts are open to receive your word, hallelujah, God, our heart is open, Father God, to receive what you want to do, what you want to speak, Father God, we are open to you tonight, God, fill us up, Father God, fill us up to where overflowing, Father God, in the name of in the name of Jesus, God, fill us up, hallelujah, till we have to run out and tell others about the good news of Jesus Christ, till we'll have to run out and tell others that you saved us, that you delivered us, that you healed us, that you set us free, hallelujah, till we'll have to run out and share the testimony of your power at work in our lives. Father God, thank you, hallelujah, God, for all that you're going to do on tonight, hallelujah, for the word, hallelujah, that is brimming forth from the woman of God. Thank you for that word, God. Thank you that it is an on-time word. It's a, a rhema word. It's a right-now word. Hallelujah. It's a word, hallelujah, that will get to the depth of our soul. Hallelujah, God, and break forth every yoke, break forth every follow ground within. Hallelujah. Break forth every death thing. Hallelujah. So life is produced. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, oh God, that the word will do exactly, God, what you send it out to do. God, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, God, our hearts, God, sit in anticipation, Father God, of all that you will do on this tonight, God, and we thank you, oh, God, for your goodness, God, for your love, for your patience, for your care, for your kindness. God, we thank you, Lord God, that you are our Father and our Father indeed, God. Thank you, Father God, for for blessing our speaker, Prophetess Tanika Martin, in such a special way. God, thank you, God, for her labor in the word. God, thank you, Lord God, that she sought your face, God, for what she is to speak to us on tonight. God, and I thank you that the word will come forth with clarity, that it will come forth with power, that it will come forth with anointing. Hallelujah. That it again will do all that you sent it to do, God. And we thank you, oh God, for all things that you will say and speak on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. I am so, so excited about the word. Like, I'm sitting here. If you can see my face, I'm sitting here like a kid in a candy store just waiting to hear what the Lord will speak to me tonight, to you tonight. And I'm going to be a little selfish tonight. I'm going to take all that I can get from the Lord today. Like, I'm going to pull on the anointing that God has on Prophetess Martin, and I'm really excited for the word that she will bring forth. So Prophetess Tanika Mar and we attend Wings of Eagles together. She is such a powerful and anointed woman of God, and she is such a sister, such a home girl. Like, you know, she she is very down-to-earth, very humble, but she packs some power in the kingdom of God, in the word of God, in the prophetic, and I'm really excited about what God will speak through her on tonight. She also hosts her own show, PTM, Prophetess Tamika Martin Speaks. She does Facebook Live, which maybe she'll share with you tonight if the Lord leads her. But I'm so excited, not just for who she is right now, but for who God is continuing to mold her to be. I'm excited about her future and for all the things that God is doing in her life. So I am going to be quiet because, again, I am ready to hear the word. So I just introduce to you Prophetess Tanika Martin, our speaker for this evening. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I bless God for each of you on the line on tonight. I am excited, and thank you, Minister Humphrey, for this invitation to the summer gathering on tonight. I bless God, hallelujah, for being in our midst, and I bless God for your excitement on tonight. And so I just pray that every heart, mind, and soul is open to receive and to hear what God is speaking on tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just going to pray just really briefly, but I just pray right now for a refreshing for you all who are under the sound of my voice in this very moment. We know that we go out each and every day and we have assignments, we have work to do, we have many, many things to do, but today is Friday, and so we can rejoice in the Lord that we finished and that we finished strong. And so I just thank God 
for being the anointed one in our lives on tonight, for him being the God most high, hallelujah, and for him being um, God Almighty in our lives, amen. And so I bless God for the theme, hallelujah. And I want to share a thought with you and a teaching and just some um, prophetic words that the Lord has um, given to me to share with you on tonight. And so I want to speak to you from the topic, Be Basic for Kingdom's Sake. And basic, I'm going to use that as an acronym for the following words, brave, authentic, settled, inalterable, and consistent. And those are, I want to encourage you to um, look up the definition for those words, but you will see them kind of appear as I uh, prepare to deliver this word of life, this word of truth, this word of inspiration to you. It is a spiritual deposit. And so I just bless God, hallelujah, for everyone who's open and excited to receive on tonight. If you were turning your word to the book of Romans, um, chapter 12 and verse 2. And I really love the book of Romans because in this book, Paul, he shares a lot by a lot of information about um, salvation that is offered uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I just bless God, hallelujah, for every lesson and every nugget that can be found in that book, Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be basic for kingdom's sake. And so what I want to do is just um, dissect that scripture just a little bit and share some thoughts that the Lord has given to me um, for you on tonight. And be not conformed to this world. The definition of world is system of beings, a secular life. Um, by the world, we sometimes understand the things of this world, its pleasures and interests. A great part of mankind are more anxious to enjoy the world than favor. And I found that definition in um, the 1828 um, dictionary. So as believers, we are encouraged in Matthew 6 and 33, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The world wants the stuff first, the accolades, the title, the money, but the children of God are admonished to seek God, and God is everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. And so we have to ask God to remove the desire for anything that is not first that we're putting things first, but we need to be putting him first. So if we have a desire to have something first before God, we are now needing to ask God, God, take away my desire for that thing. If I am using that thing and replacing it with something that I need to be doing for you, give it to me. It'll be Release me from that, Lord, because I desire to have you first above all things. And so we have to seek God, and everything else will come for us. Um, so it's formed by the renewing of your, your mind. Um, the definition of renew means to restore to a former state. And as I looked at that word former state, I thought about Adam and Eve in the garden. They were naked, unashamed, and they were present. The former state is a position that God has ordained in our lives before sin um, and stuff entered or enters our life. So it's this, it's like a, a clean slate. It's a newness. It's former place. It's a former state. In Genesis 1, 26 and 28, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air 
and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Why do we need our minds renewed? So you can see in this chapter of Genesis, these couple of verses here, that as God formed us in his image and after his likeness, we were charged and we were given abilities and we were given authority over all of these wonderful things. And that was in our former natural spiritual state with God. And so in that state, God has given us so much. He's given us um, the ability to rule and to reign, to speak things into existence. Everything that God, that is within God is within us, that ability, because he created us in his image and in his likeness. So why do we need our minds renewed? Because we interact with a lot of information throughout our day and our life. We accept a lot of it, but sometimes we forget to reject what may not be good for us, and it becomes part of our mindset. The longer it sits, the more it begins to take root. And before we know it, it's intertwined with our reasoning and driving our actions. Because we interact with people and we encounter different situations, and sometimes those in, those situations, we may not immediately know the purpose or the intent. Sometimes we're interacting with people, and their behavior, the way they interact with us, they could have overt um, or covert. Sometimes we accept people as they are, and sometimes we do not. But we allow the behaviors of others to control how we interact with them instead of staying constant in our responses, attitudes, and behavior. So we could be having a great day, but when Sally comes around, we know that she has an attitude problem, so we may freeze up and start walking on eggshells instead of being the standard bearer. And to this, I just want to say, so we encounter people, we encounter situations, and God wants us to be able to measure the rightness, the exactness of those people and those situations that we encounter because we may be around people who may be displaying some particular type of behavior or they may be dealing with a particular spirit or we might go into an atmosphere where everything is not really you know, God might not be first in that atmosphere, but he wants us to be ever so sensitive to the things that we are coming in contact with. The Bible tells us that we have to learn how to shake the dust from up under our feet. We also have to know how to separate ourselves. The Bible tells us to be ye separate and come out from amongst people. When we find out and we realize that their objectives in life and their motives in life or their beliefs in life don't line up with God, we have to be willing to separate ourselves and not allow ourselves to stay around to the point where we may be influenced or we may pick up some habits and some behaviors that may not be becoming and they may not be representative of the kingdom of God. And, and, and it may not be representative or say that, okay, well, we're a child of God. It may cause people to question. And so what God wants us to do, him, and trim the fat and be willing to purge ourselves from anything and anybody that is not like him. There are places that we are sometimes invited to go, but we have to ask God, is this the place where you want me to go? Is this the person that I'm supposed to be talking to? You know, because what we want to do is keep our minds clear. And if we just happen to be around someone who's behaving a particular way, we have to know how to separate ourselves. We have to make sure that we are not absorbing that behavior, that we're not picking up any habits. Sometimes when our children go to school, we can, and they come home and they're acting a particular way, and we, we begin to question, like, why are they doing this? It's because they've been in the presence of somebody or something that may not have been becoming. It may have contradicted everything that you have instilled in your child. And so God has given us the ability to take them through deliverance, to pray for them, to um, bring them back into alignment with what is right. And this is the very same thing that he does with us. And so in our in the renewing of our minds, we have to make sure that we are constantly purging and we're not allowing thoughts and ideas that, um, you know, don't support the word of God to dwell within our mind. And we've heard people say that the mind is the battlefield. And I believe that it's so important that we keep the atmospheres of our mind um, sanctified and holy God and that we're not conforming constantly to the ways 
of the world. You know, there are pleasures in the world. There are things that, you know, are buying for our time and our attention. But God wants us to be mindful about that so that we won't get caught up in those types of things so that when God gets ready to come in and speak to us, we can hear him clearly. He wants us to be able to hear him clearly with no, you know, with no interruption and no distraction. And so I ask, you know, are we renewing our minds? You know, are we doing that on a daily basis? Are we purging? Because, you know, one of the ways that God communicates with us is through our dreams. And so when we're laying down at night, you know, we want to have a clear mind because if God wants to come in and he wants to download something for us, we want our mind, we want every part of us to be in position to receive whatever it is that he wants to drop upon us. And so I just bless God for renewed minds. I mean, even um, being willing to let go of things from the past. And what I see a lot of times is people, things may have happened to them in their childhood, and that thing is still lodged within their mind. But God wants to renew their mind. He wants to free them. And so this has to be a willingness and an intentional act that we participate in so that our mind can stay renewed so that we can stay Christ-centered and Christ-focused and not distracted. So we have to renew our minds, to renew our minds because we are emotional beings. Our emotions, they control us sometimes. And this is not always good, especially when we are at the point of being overwhelmed. We must be mindful of our mental wellness. We have to quiet ourselves from the noise and sometimes the chaos of life. There's no striving trying to do things in our own strength. We cannot continue to try to do things in our own strength. We have to be willing to pull back from from some interactions with other people and settle ourselves before the Lord. And the thought that's coming to me is like that movie called The War Room and how the character, she was intentional about going into her war room and praying to God and and seeking God's face concerning her life and, and then the lives of those that she was praying for. You know, and so when we are intentional about getting with God and we do that, he will begin to bring us into alignment with his will and with his purpose. He will settle our mind because it's like sometimes we get so much in our mind. I'm telling you, the mind will absorb so much, even some things that you're not really intending to absorb. You know, the mind will pick it up. You know, we talk about guarding our eye gates and our ear gates and watching what comes out of our mouth. We have to be careful to do that because when we see something, when we hear something, and we don't immediately discourage it or whatever, it's going to try to sit there. And then sometimes we're sitting like, we're wondering, like, where did this thing come from? You know, but we got to get rid of those things that are contrary to the word of God. We have to shut our eyes. We have to close our ear gate to anything that is not glorifying God. And so he reminds us of the basic when we're spending that quality time with him. And so I'm thinking about when a baby is born, right? So the baby is in the mother's womb for like nine months and the baby is naked, but then the baby comes into the world and we begin to dress the baby with clothes. And as parents or caregivers or whatever, we begin to um, like infuse that child with things that we think are right. We, we give them the word. We give them, you know, this is how we're going to discipline you. This is what you're supposed to do, right? And so the child grows up, and, they take, and he's taking on all of, this, all of this stuff that he's hearing. And so he gets, unless you are um, embedding the word, in that child, you know, he might be picking up a whole lot of stuff in life, and he may get away from what is basic, what God is saying um, to him. But so we have to make sure that we're bringing the child back, that he stays rooted and grounded in truth. And so when he, you know, because the Bible says that if your child in the way that he should go, when he's older, he will not depart. We got to keep it, you know, we got to keep infusing the word so that the child won't get way out there. And so it's the same with us. God wants us to read his word every day. He wants us to pray. He wants us to worship. He wants us to commune with him because there are things out here in this world that are vying for our 
attention, and I know that I say that, but I just I feel like God wants to emphasize that it's like we our attention is getting pulled in so many different directions, and you got to pull yourself away, even from the phone, even from Facebook. Even from the phone, even from Facebook, because we want to be on our phones all the time. We want to. We feel like we got to be communicating with people all the time, and there's nothing wrong with communicating. But how much of that time is God really? You know, God might want that time. You know, if in the course of a day you just spent like six hours texting on the phone, that's really six hours that we could have been communing with God, and then Him recentering us, recentering us, and Him refining us. You know, so He wants to settle us. He wants to purge us. He wants to affirm us because don't you know that when you walk out of your home, you know, something or somebody may try you. They might they might try to tell you that you're this thing, but God has called you this thing. And so we need to know that we know that we know that God has called us children of God, you know, and that he loves us, you know, but when you come out of your house, Somebody might be trying to tell you something different. But, you know, we have to be so rooted. God wants us to be rooted and grounded in his word so much so that when people say things or situations happen, we're not rocked, you know, that we can stand firm. And even in the face of adversity, and we know who we are, you know, because right now people are crafty. The enemy, he is crafty, and he's coming with all types of stuff, but we got to stay firm. When everybody else is panicking around us, we have to stay firm. We need to stand still. We have to pull on the word of God that is within us and speak that word out into the atmosphere. We must remember that God is our source for all things. In 1 Corinthians 8 and 6, it reads, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live, and there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. God is the source for all the things that we need. There's not anything that you need that God is not the source for. He makes provision for us. He gives us vision, and he gives us the vision because he wants that thing enacted in the earth realm. So he's given us these ideas. What is he calling forth for you to do, you know? And so even though, you know, we we live in this world and we see things and we there are all these laws and these rules to acquire things, we still have to believe that God is the source. And so there are some things that God has placed on the inside of us, some desires for us to do some things. And he wants us to be reminded tonight that he is the source. You know, he makes um, things happen. You know, he's already prepared divine connections for us. He's already prepared those resources for us to have a head-on collision with the resources that are needed to fuel our vision, to fuel the vision that he's given to us, to fulfill the dreams that he has given to us. He's the source for all things. And so the reason I say that is because we don't have to compromise. We don't have to beg people because the Bible says that he'll give us, we have favor with God and we have favor with man. God is able to do that. So we don't have to compromise because what compromise is in the mind is like a, it's a, it's a compromise. It's a bending. It's a yielding down, you know, but God wants to put, he wants us to put our trust in him. So this next part of the scripture that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. After we have decided to not be conformed to the world, that we and we've gone through the renewing of our minds, which I said it needs to be done daily, we find ourselves being in position to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's talk about proving something. To prove means to try to ascertain some unknown quality or truth by an experiment or by a test or standard. Now, God is our standard for all things. The way that we come to know what is good, acceptable, and perfect is by proving it. And the Bible instructs us in 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, Beloved, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. 
Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. So additionally, we are guided by Christian attributes called the fruit of the Spirit. We all know Galatians 5, 22, and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It is by these attributes and that and the command that we come to understand all things, how we ensure that we are able to basically know what the will of God is. We do not have to filter through anything. We hone in on what we know to be truth according to the word of God. We do not need to add to or take away anything. Just live our lives in, in accordance to the word of God. In Deuteronomy 4 and 2, this is the um, New American Standard Version, you shall not add to the word which I am commanding you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. The world is in continuous flux and is continuing to try to redefine itself. But the earth, which is you and me, is to be filled with the glory of God. God has set the earth on its foundation so that it should never be moved. His word His truth is that foundation. If we are moving beyond that, we need to realign ourselves. There is to be no compromise. There's no compromise with the world. If we're turning to different things, if we're turning to the advice of men, if we're turning to different types of doctrines, if we're just agreeing because this is what the law said, we're moving beyond the foundation of God's truth. And we need to come back. There needs to be no compromise. That word compromise, no compromising. We have to hold fast to what is true. And I just think about how people are drawn to people who are willing to walk in truth and who are willing to be authentic. For a great bit of my life, I'm I'm 40, probably up until I was 36 or 37, I was still compromising. I'm still a believer, but I'm still compromising because there are things that people want me to say. They want me to fit into this mold. They want me to be this particular way. They want me to be how they want me to be, but that's not what God is calling me to be. So I have to decide to separate myself. I have to be emboldened by the word of God so that I can walk in in God's truth and not in what man is telling me to do, so much so that I don't even recognize myself when I look in the mirror. You know, but there's a freedom and there's a liberty that God has granted to his children. If you are willing, if you are willing to be free, if you are willing to be defined by God, he will define you. It does not matter what your family say or what your friends say about you. You are who God has chosen for you to be. You are who God says that you are. Yes, he used our parents, and no disrespect, he used them to bring us into the earth, and they have parented us. They've done their part. But then God, who is the creator of all things, wants us to know who we are in him. He wants us to know every gift that he has placed on the inside of us. He wants us to know that we don't have to be fearful because we can be bold in Christ. He doesn't want us to lack confidence because we can have godly confidence. He does not want us shrinking back. Today he gave me a thought to share with the people to not let people put you in a mold. He broke the mold. He's not even in the mold. He made you in his image and in his likeness. So who are people to try to put us in a mold and make us be what they want us to be when God has called us to be greater? So there's no compromise on who we are in the kingdom of God. There's no compromise on who we are supposed to be walking this earth realm. There's no compromise when God has given you a vision, and you might not 
see the finances or whatever before you, but God tells you to go anyway, you got to go in the name of Jesus. You just got to do it. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. We are living in a time where God's word is, it's, it's always been important. But we need to be holding on to that. We need to hold God's word hostage. We need to take that word and, and work it and remind God of what he said. He don't, he don't mind you doing that. God, you told me X, Y, and Z, and he's going to act on that. I have three children. If I tell them something, if I told them something yesterday, they're going to remind me today, you said. And guess what? I got to line up. I got to do what I said. Because I've spoken out of my mouth. So God's word is true. We know that he is a God and he cannot lie. So whatever he told you, whatever he showed you, whatever his word says, he is going to do it. And so we have to be in position to obtain those things. We have to be in position and, and putting forth some effort and listening to God for strategy as to how to execute. There can be no more compromise because this world, the world is on a tilt. The world is turning over. There's a soap opera called As the World Turns. It's turning now. People are doing everything that they want to. But if you would just hold fast, if you would foundation, if you would stay planted in truth, somebody's going to need to grab hold of you. And they're going to need to hear what you have to say. Because the Bible, you know, the, the word of God, it is life. It is light. It is strength. It will renew you. It will give you confidence. And there are plenty of people who are needing those things. And we are mature saints. A lot of us are growing up. And bless God for mentors, I'm telling you, people who will impart into your life who will not compromise the truth. They will tell you the very thing that you need to hear, that as, as, even as you're hearing the word of God, that you're being sharpened. You're being sharpened by the word, and some of us are being prone by the word because God is saying that we can't continue to go the way that we're going. He needs us to come back into alignment. We cannot be trying to be over here doing stuff that is not of God. You know, we need to stay rooted and grounded in him. We don't need to be renegating. We don't need to be that sheep that's over here deviating from the path that the shepherd is leading us down. I'm telling you, because when we get out of alignment and we get away from the herd, when we choose, oh, I'm just going ahead and do this by myself, we're putting ourselves in a difficult and a dangerous position. Because the Bible says that the enemy, he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's going to try to devour us. So that's why we need to stay connected. connected. If you have a prayer need, we need to pray with somebody. We need to call somebody and let them know. We don't need to be ashamed of what we are going through. The Bible says that how is it that a man knows his own way when it's God that directs his path? When you feel like you want to go somewhere, know that by yourself, solo, that it's a dangerous place. I don't know why I'm saying that, but we need to stick together as believers. We need to stay close to God's word as believers, as children. We need to be obedient to God's word. The things that are coming out of our mouth, they need to be edifying. We need to affirm ourselves through God's word. We need to prophesy to ourselves. If you're having a down day, you can look right in that mirror, the word of God, and speak what the word of God is saying about your life. It doesn't matter what people are saying. The main thing is what God is saying. And God wants to elevate us. But, you know, we can't be elevated if we're holding on to things that people said and if we're holding on to fear because God will embolden us. And it's time to move now because there are people who need to hear the word of God and we need to be in position. We need to be in right status. We need to do everything that God is calling us to do no matter how it looks. No matter what people say, it may go against somebody else's uh, thought or whatever, but if this is what God is calling you to do, do it. It may be different. He may be telling you to go and put a light bulb in somebody's mailbox. We don't know what he means by that, but if he tells you to do it, go do it. Go do it. So there were people in the Bible who, despite human expectations, or the world's perspective, they walk closely with God, and they peeled themselves away and positioned themselves to do what God wanted to wanted them to do. And to those 
who may not have had a relationship with God, these people probably look weird, daring, crazy, peculiar. And guess what? It's okay. Abraham, he was willing to sacrifice his son. David, the boy, he went up against a giant. Job, he praised God when all of the things important to his life were crumbling. They were dying, even to the point of his health. He's, he's, he's experiencing all this hardship in his health, but he did not relent in his praise and honor to God. And then what about Esther? She risked her life for her people. Talk about taking, making sacrifices. These are the things that occur or that can happen when we find ourselves walking so closely with the Father. It may not sound basic, but rather complicated, but there is something drawing about God's love toward us. Our soul seeks to please him. When our lives are not overcrowded and we silence the noise, God woos us and we willingly, it's easier to respond to his commands. And we give him glory for that because it's just something about being in God's presence. It renews us. It enlivens us. It lightens us. It helps us to see what is and what is not important. I remember an occasion I went to this conference, and it was my first time hearing a psalmist. And there's something about music, but when you can, when that person is singing and that and that, that vessel and is clean and it's clear and those words are coming from the depths of their soul, it moves me. I love it. And so I had this open vision, and I could see this crystal and all these gifts, like, suspended over the, the church. And I just blessed God, and it was just like I could feel his essence so strongly. And, I, and before I knew it, I felt like I was, I, you know, I didn't want to go nowhere else. I just wanted to stay in the presence of God. And so when I came back from that place, I was in a place where I didn't want to, I just wanted him I wanted him, and it was so easy for me to recognize him. So when we go into his presence and we are reading his word, he's communing with us, our discernment is sharp. We are more convinced as to what's true and what's not, and we can walk away from it. And so I bless God for that. So we are gods, and everything about us belongs to him. The Bible says in Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. The earth, and this is um, Genesis 1 and 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Even if we find ourselves at a point where we do not know things, God knows. When there is no form or there is emptiness, God is present. He will be with us, and he will define us. So how many of us, we have those moments where we don't know which way to go. Everything just kind of looks bleak. It might be quiet or whatever. But in Genesis 1 and 2, it tells us that, you know, the spirit of God was hoovering over the face of the waters. But I look at it like he's with us even when it don't look like it, even when it don't feel like it, that God is with us. And so we can ask God to come into our situations of life, that God come and heal me from this thing that hurts that I may be going through. Or if somebody says something to offend, God will come and he will dwell with us. There's nowhere that we can go where he is not. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He can be anywhere he wants to be. At our very basic level, there is supposed to be relationship with God. At our very basic level, we have been given authority and authority that only needs to be dressed in the word of God. It's not about our clothes. It's not about our money. It's not about accolades. It's not about titles. It's not about how we look. We have authority given by God, and the closer we walk with him and the more we read his word, if he is his word, the more we know and understand who we are. We know the authority that we have, and we understand the power that we have. 
in Genesis 1 and 28, it says, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I pray that you are blessed by this and that you walk, live, and execute at the level from which God has made you. He's giving you power. He's giving you authority. He's giving you a purpose in this life. May his grace be multiplied unto you. May you relinquish and be purged from any desire and envy towards the world and embrace your place as kingdom citizens, even upon the earth realm. May you not shrink back but expand and be all that God has called you to be so that the earth will be covered in God's glory. May you walk in truth in the name of Jesus and be free and unashamed of living the abundant life that God predestined for you in the name of Jesus. And as believers, I bless God even now for us willing, being willing to walk tall, to be willing to walk away from some things, even things and people and situations that may try to contaminate or cause toxicity in our spirit man and in our soul. I believe that even now, if you are a person and you're dealing with some disappointment and some hurt, that God would accelerate your healing as you open up and say, God, fix me, heal me, make me new, restore me, as willing as you are, it will be as quick as God is willing to do it for you. I believe that even on tonight, that if you would just labor for the Lord, if you would cry out to him, if you would release anything that is bothering you to God, he will take it away from you. And that you would, be, you would feel the renewal, that you would feel the newness of life. And so I bless God because there are some people who, People are watching you. If you have a smile on your face, they're going to wonder why, and they may come and ask you. If you have a frown on your face, they're going to talk about it, and they're going to, they're going to make their own assumptions. But, and so this is why I say it's important to keep your atmosphere holy and clear and purged and free of anything. Send you ask God to help you immediately. God is right there with you, walking with you. We don't have to hold on to stuff for days and days at a time. Disappointment, we can cast that out right now in the name of Jesus. Fear has to go in the name of Jesus. Confusion has to go in the name of Jesus. Depression has to go in the name of Jesus. If you are lacking confidence, it, it, it has to go in the name of Jesus. And so what I see now, I see like people who are like a little older, right, and they feel like, oh, it's too late for me. God will renew your strength like that of the eagle. In the name of Jesus, God is able to do that. And age is nothing but a number. And because you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, God can move you. He can allow you, he will allow you to do everything that you need to do. If God is showing you a dream, you can do it. Believe that. If God is saying that you're going to go out here and you're going to minister to some young people or some older people or some politicians or whoever, you can do it. Because God is with you, and you're the vessel. He's dwelling within you. All you have to do is be willing to open your mouth and say, yes, God, I'll go. Send me. I'll go, and I will do it. I'm telling you, God has given me some very unorthodox things to do, some very unorthodox things, some unusual stuff to say to people. And I used to worry so much about, oh, they're going to think that I'm crazy. But you know what? God made me okay with who he has made me. I'm not going to do things the way everybody else does it, and I'm okay with that. I went to a conference recently, and a girl walked right up to me, and she said, you are very peculiar. I remember a time where I probably would have buckled over and cried about that thing, but I rejoiced in the Lord because I am peculiar, and I am open for God to use me and to speak through me the way that he wants to speak. I would drop the word. And I will walk away because the Bible says 
that when God sends his word out, it accomplishes in the thing where unto it's sent. All I got to do is open my mouth. And if there's any issues, you take it up with God. That's how I look at it now. Because when I go home, and I say this a lot of times when I'm ministering, I want to lay down and go to sleep. I don't want my eyes wide open no more. And I had plenty of nights where I didn't say things because I was worried about what people were going to think. I can't do that anymore, and you can't do that either. Some of us have burning words on the inside of us, and God needs us to release them now because that's somebody's freedom. That's their deliverance, and that's their healing. God is calling us to go into some places where people need to hear the word, but we won't go because it may not be typical of a place that you will go. But God is calling you there. Even if it's for one soul, you got to go. If he's telling you to write a letter, go and write the letter and send that letter and let God's word work. We are just the vessels. We're the vehicle. We are the vehicle. And so while the world is dressing up and looking all pretty and everything, shining, there's some things at the core that are not right. You know, but God wants his people to be pure through and through. And that's why he he blesses us and he makes us new from the inside out. That's why you can have that glow on your face. Because, God, you are allowing God to go in and do the inner work. There's no point in us walking around here with stuff going on in the inside of us and not asking God to help us or feeling like we got to hold on to it for decades at a time. God said not so anymore. And so he wants his people to be free, to flow, and to move, and to do, and to speak, and to demonstrate his, his, his awesomeness in the earth realm. Yes, I said awesomeness, because he is awesome. I'm telling you, we have to do what he is calling us to do and be okay being set apart and making sure that we're intentional about spending that quiet time with him. We're indulging in so many other things. But God wants our time. He wants to align us. You don't want to drive a car that's out of alignment. You driving and the tires going away and the steering wheel. That's work. You know, and so our lives is like that. We try to live a life, but then we going one way and we're going every which way. That's how we say it in the country. Don't do it. Just let God align us and just let him have his way in our lives in the name of Jesus. And so we just bless him that we can be basic for kingdom's sake. We can be brave. We can be authentic. We can be settled, inalterable, that God has already patterned our lives the way that he wants it to be. And it don't need to be altered because he made us the way he wants us to be and be consistent in everything that we do for God. His word is consistent, and we have to be consistent, too, because when we're consistent, we are effective. I have things right now that I'm working on. I'm trying to be more consistent. I ain't fully arrived, but I'm working on it. And Jesus is helping me to do so, and he will help us do all the things that we need to do. That's the word the Lord has given to me. I pray that it has blessed you. And that it has moved you, that it has inspired you, that it has encouraged you, that it has activated you, that it has unlocked you in the name of Jesus. And that your position to get situated and to be where God wants you to be in this hour and that God will get the glory out of your life. And so everywhere that you go, you're carrying the glory of God. You're executing his will in every territory, every metron, with every interaction with other people that you have, that you're executing his will without compromise and with boldness, and that you're focused on constantly renewing your mind, taking that time to do that. And so I bless God for each of you on tonight. and know that I love you in the name of Jesus and that it is well. <laughs> And I love God. And so that's what I have for you. Amen. 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 I bless the Lord for that word through you, um, Prophetess Tanika. I was I'm seeing I got like three pages and I was like I was trying to write it fast as you were talking because the Lord was ministering to me over here and I know he has ministered to the other 
callers that have called in and to the other listeners that are listening online. So thank God for moving in the spirit of God and flowing with what the Lord gave you. I'm so glad that you gave us the um, acronym for basics again because I, only, I wrote down brave and authentic, and I was like, what's the SIC? I can't write fast enough to get that. So <laughs> I appreciate you repeating that so I can get it. And inalterable is what ministered. I like, I'm going to go and search that out because that's the word that's standing out for me in this present season. And so thank you mm-hmm. for being vulnerable and sharing yourself and your testimonies and just being real with us and just flowing in the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bless the Lord Amen. for that. Amen. And so we are going to go ahead and end our broadcast. See, normally I'm Prophetess Samika, like on a Thursday night when I'm giving the teaching for the week, I'll usually have questions. And my mom asked me, you know, we having questions tonight? And I was like, well, it's a revival night, so I'm not quite sure how the Lord is leading us on tonight. But um, are you open for that? If anyone has any comments or questions or prayer needs, are you open to that? Yes. Amen. Great. And so if you are a caller on the air right now and you have uh, either a prayer request or a question or a testimony yourself that you would like to share with us, please press 1 right now so that I know that you have something to say. I'm going to give you a few seconds to do that. And then if we don't have anyone, I'll ask you just to close out in prayer, Prophetess Martin. Okay. 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 Well, I don't see any uh, indication that anyone has anything to say. So, again, I bless the Lord for you, Prophetess Martin, for the word that the Lord spoke through you on tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and give my little uh, announcement so that once you pray, we can go ahead and close and allow the Lord to continue to minister the word to us. And so... um, Amen. And so for those of you who are on the line, we are back for our Saturday sessions in the morning at 10 a.m. with Minister Tawana Adams. She is bringing forth the word tomorrow, 10 a.m. I'm going to follow her with just a few things. Like mine is going to be short and sweet with just a few things that the Lord shared with me about our theme, Holy Ghost Revival, Back to Basics. And then we will be on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with none other than my mom, Sister Brenda Humphrey closing out the summer gathering. I love the word that the Lord gives to my mom and how she flows and her analogies. And so I'm really excited with the word that God is going to give to her. I'm going to, I'm really excited about the word that God will give to Minister Adam. She's such a teacher and she just dives, you know, right into the word. And so join us Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Join us Sunday morning at 8 a.m. for more of the word. So I'm going to be quiet. Prophetess Tanika is going to close us out, and then we will be finished with our revival night. Amen. Amen. I did want to share that I do release some encouraging words as the Lord leads on Facebook, so feel free to, um, you know, add me. Um, You can read some of the things that the Lord shares and be encouraged. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we thank you, Lord God, for you are awesome on this day, Lord God. We thank you, oh God, for the word that has gone forth, Lord. We trust, Lord God, that it will do exactly what you have intended for it to do. I bless you for the woman of God, Minister Stephanie Humphrey, and Be Free Ministries, Lord God. I thank you, God, for the mission and the vision of that ministry, Lord God. And so I just speak greater over the ministry in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, O God, for divine expansion, Lord God. I thank you, O God, hallelujah, for even now, Block Talk Radio allowing that word to go out into the airways, Lord God, that those who catch it, Lord, they will be blessed in the name of Jesus, O God. And so we just honor you on today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that it is well with our soul on today, God. We thank you, God, for meeting us at the point of our need, Lord. And we Thank you, God, for every person who is on the line on tonight, Lord God. We thank you for the joy of the Lord being their strength, God. Even as the word has gone forth, Lord, we thank you for the renewal that will and has taken place, Lord God. Hallelujah. We just celebrate you, and we thank you, God, for coming right when we need you, Lord God. We bless you, and we say have your way in our lives as never before, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. We are dismissed. Amen. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.